The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We call this the Tyson, baby. Yes, I know I lost before, but now I'm a winner. Stop counting me out, all right? Jessica Evolve! I channeled my David Goggins. You're going to embrace the hell and live in it and just push through it. Para toda la gente, toda la raza de México, muchas gracias por todo el support. Cynthia Calvillo! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt, Sarah, and I uh, are joined by the yes. main event today of this weekend's card. Mm. We have Jessica I and uh, Cynthia Cavillo. Cavillo? Yeah. What nice. were you saying about Cavillo before? You, you made a, a, a <laughs> remark about the name. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I just thought I was making sure I heard it right. That was, it was... I made a horrible joke, Jimmy. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't a It wasn't... Joke. Should I repeat it? Sure, I, mean, I, I didn't really hear it. I the last name, and you said it's Cavillo. Someone said Cavillo. Yeah, Cavillo. I go, yeah, like Abbott and Cavillo. Abbott. <laughs> 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 worse, it's worse the second time. Uh-huh. Abbott and Cast- it's Castillo, Castello. Forget the, it. Listen the to Abbott me. and Castillo. <laughs> <laughs> Abbott and Castillo show. Castello. Let's, let's, Castello. Yeah. That's what it was. Yes, but Abbott and Cavillo, so that was the joke was Abbott and that yeah. was that was the joke, but we don't have any sound oh. effects, so you can't do a car crash, Jimmy. Oh. I know that was a rough one. That's a lip biter. That hurt me, Jimmy. You know what I did yesterday, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Can I tell you? You watched Abbott and Cavill meet Frankenstein? No, no. Oh, sorry. Meet the Wolfman, Mister Talbot. Get your dog off the <laughs> Mr. boat, Mister Talbot. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we're showing our age with the Abbott and Costello. I know, I know. But uh, this you know what I did yesterday. I did some jujitsu, man. You did? I broke the social distancing rule, and I did some jujitsu. At your school? I did it somewhere. Uh-huh. Who knows where I'm paying rent, so I don't want to say nothing yet with that. That's a great point. That's but a great I point. Say, you know what's so funny, Jimmy? While, while I vent before we get Jessica Rai on the phone? Sure. Uh, I got one landlord who's so great. So great. I'm talking yeah. to that guy. I'm working with that guy. Sure. The other landlord, Okay. I've been with these people uh, when I had my first shop that I lived in the uh, the basement of 1,500 square foot school. And uh, I had the same landlord as I do now. Then I moved over that school. I upgraded like 12,000 square feet. Wow. Just right over the Wantua Parkway there. Now it's in a nice strip mall. I got a nice, uh, it's, an, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a nice big space. Same landlord. So I've been same with guy, guy, different building, right? Same guy, same thing, sure. different building. So I've been with this person for, 19 years since 2001 never missed a month we're gonna see what happens they're not very i don't know how much they're working with me so not being very amenable well the thing is this jimmy i mean i'm not hurting my business ain't hurting because of something i did for a lack of students for this is something where you haven't been allowed to conduct business the government said you can't for three months my doors are locked. No revenue coming in. Not your fault. Right? You know what I mean? So right. you got to, my other landlord's like, look, 
I understand. He still has to re- And I understand their situations, Jimmy, because they got to go back to the bank and they got to pay the bank. So but I aren't the banks being understanding with them? Oh, man, I, boy, one guy is great. He really is. Joseph Davidian. I want to give mm-hmm. that guy a shout out. What a right. nice guy. You know, guy's from LA. He's got property out here. I rent the spot from him. For He's a good 10 egg. Plus years. He's a good egg. Because he knows what's going on with these times. Sure. My other guy, not so much. I don't, I, I'm not liking it. Because I deal with a middle guy. I never dealt with it. I never had a conversation with this guy, Jimmy. Really? In 19 years, not one conversation. I deal through the strip, the strip manager. You know what I'm saying? Like the, uh, the guy who manages that strip of stores. So I deal with the middle guy. And the middle guy always seems to be a douchebag. So we're going to see what happens, Jimmy. But you know me. Can you send an email to the main guy? I got, call my, the main guy. Well, I got my lawyer talking to them because I'm like, Jimmy, yeah. you know, one point with this one guy's one manager, my, one of my, my school manager, he, he dealt with it with something. He goes, yeah, I'll go over there. I'll put a sign in the door where nobody can come in and there's nothing your karate could do about it. <laughs> no, he's that guy. No, he's what a ass. fucking jerk imagine, off. Imagine that. What a jerk off. There's <laughs> nothing your karate can do about it. <laughs> it's worse enough. He's calling it karate. But uh, listen, hey man, not that there's anything wrong with karate. I don't want the machine. No, but he's just, I know what he's saying. You know, he's I don't need Lyoto Machida as an enemy. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. I'm only fucking around. Or one, I, don't want, I don't want Mr. T. I don't want the Thompson, Mr. Thompson and Wonder Boy getting upset that I said that. That is true. They will not care for your anti-karate you know, stance, Matt, and I don't like it either. That, it's bad enough that Mr. T, Mr. Thompson, was wrong with the whole chemo getting his hair ripped out there. He wasn't cool. He might still be salty about that, so mm. I don't need an enemy of this, with this man. He's my friend. That's right. I like him. But, Jimmy, we got to, going forward, we all have to work together in this shit, man. Sure. I mean, whatever. So, I don't know. I'm venting a little bit, but I think you and the UFC Army wants yeah. to hear it. I, I know exactly. I think you're right. And I think it's uh, shitty that someone, knowing that it's not your fault, knowing that it's not that you, Matt took a vacation or Matt's not doing good business, yeah. the government said you're not permitted to yeah. do it. So, it's so, shitty. Like, my thing is this, you know, I'm the king of comebacks. I don't mind rebuilding, but I don't want to be like, kind of like bent over. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Yes. Like, it's like, dude, work with me with this, you know? What, so, now, what is he not doing? Is he demanding full payments? Just being a prick? Oh, yeah, I'm not. Well, you know what? It's, it's all, maybe I'm just looking at it negative before we actually sat down, you know? Right. But, you know, I'm getting bills and I'm not having any phone calls yet. So I'm going to have my lawyer talk to him. We're going to see what goes down. But it's nice to know, <laughs> at least I still got one place that's yeah. going to be there, you know, going to be there when the dust settles. You well, know? your karate can't stop him from hanging something on you. Imagine door. that. Imagine the guy saying that. So imagine, yeah. me, imagine me talking to this guy. You think that's going to go well? I don't think so. So I would rather have yeah. my, my lawyer talk to him. Sure. And then we'll see what happens, you know. Jimmy, uh, enough of that shit. Did I tell yeah. you? Did you hear the news about... Gilbert Burns? No, but I want to hear about that. Uh, what? About? Well, now take another guess. Uh, did you hear the news about? Um, Aljamain Sterling? Oh, I mean, that's kind of old news now. The guy's going to fight for the title okay. before you know it. Sure. Listen. Oh, I know what you mean. Do now, it again? You know what's fucked up? Now I forgot what I mean. What the-, <laughs> the news about? Wait, the news about? Oh! Steve A. Cormier. No, come on. Cut the shit. It's about Fight Island. Did oh, yeah, yeah. You, did you hear July about it? July 11th. Yeah, yeah, I know where it is. Well, Outside Abu Dhabi. Why? Don't act like it's everybody knows. I've been there. Dana flew me out there. It was a private party for some friends, and he flew us out. Hey, can I tell you one thing, though? Sure. Well, actually, I don't know if I should say. I don't know. We might. There's a, there's a rumor about a, a looking for a fight there. I don't know if um. it's special or not. So if they don't want that to be known, cut it out. Nah, of this, cut of it out. Filter, filter unfiltered. Go ahead. How ironic is that? When but, would it be? Uh, listen, well, I'm not going nowhere before July. I got to stay close to home. July 11th is I think the fight. Was, yeah. But hey, speaking of fights, here's the Segway King. We have the main of the... Oh, wait, no. It's, oh, fuckers. I thought they were saying that she's ready. You know, they little type in something on our screen. Yeah. They were ready for... Jessica. They're working on it. She's not They're here They're working yet. on it. They're working on it. There's so much for my Segway. That's right. We got fights this weekend, Jimmy. Yeah. Let's, what are we making picks? I'll tell you one fight that I'm dying to see. Besides, obviously, the main event is the co-main event. Uh, the co-main event 
is Carl Roberson against Marvin Vittori. Now, did, and I did, believe those guys really don't like each other. You saw you saw what happened at the at the weigh-ins last time. Is that the one who had problems making weight? Yeah, they were yelling at each other in the lobby. That got Marvin really ugly. Vittori. Yeah, is is hysterical, man. He was in his face talking yep, he was all fearful. sorts of trash, you know. And uh, he's like the uh, he's from Italy, Marvin. And you know that he's the Italian fighter. Oh, okay. I didn't know where he was from. I know who he is. Oh man, they were supposed to fight, and he was talking shit about him making weight, had problems making weight, and then because he had problems making weight, the guy couldn't fight. Carl Robinson. I have that right, right? That was Carl Robinson who was. I believe so. I believe right? so. Yeah, it got very, very heated in the lobby. I think it was a lobby. Where, uh, I thought it was at the scale. I thought it was on the scale. I thought they screamed at each other in the lobby as well. I might you know, be incorrect. Listen, more screaming the better because they're going to be locked in a cage. And what about Marab versus Ray Borg? Oh, that's great. That's great, man. I'll tell you, though, man, Ray Borg, you know, he just had a battle with Ricky Simone like a fucking week ago. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like it. These guys don't want to stay busy, man. They're staying busy. Oh, I like that Andre Feely's back. I do, too. Yeah, Matt, sorry to interrupt you. It was in the hotel lobby uh, that Vittori... Uh, was going after Roberson. Uh, he was fuming. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hello. There Hello. she is. What's up? What's up, Jessica? I, Jessica Evil Eye. How are you? Great, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I feel like I haven't seen you in a hot minute. And I haven't seen you guys in my, I usually come once a year to New York. So I didn't come this past year. Well, it's understandable. You know? Yeah, it was a busy, it was a busy year, you know, and I moved out west. So it was crazy. Wait, where did, where did you move? I moved to Las Vegas to the um, use the UFCPI. Yeah. Oh, how, how is that going? How was that? How was that? Wait, you so you left your team. You were with uh, Stipe's team, right? The uh, yeah, the strong style. style. Yeah, man. 13, 13 and a half years with those boys. You got a yeah. tattoo, strong style, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, we're we're definitely there's there's um you know when families have beef and they don't talk to their family for a couple months. Yep. Yeah. We're kind of beefing a little bit, um, but I know that, that they love me and I love them. You know what I mean? Family sometimes argue, so um, any kind of success I have is a reflection on them. So, you know, that's a, yeah. a huge bonus. And, and, and now you're living in Vegas. Now, so are you in your house? No. Well, this morning, thankfully, I was ready for this interview. They threw so much at me, but my house is like five minutes down the street, so I just stayed at the hotel and Good. Every all the corner, I was like, "Listen, we got a big week. Everybody, get your eating, your drinking, get all of your fucking anxiety out of the way because we got a busy week." So they got a break from me, and I got a break from them. Well, here's why I'm asking because I was kind of shitting on the pillows, so I'm happy that you're not in your house. I was saying that those are real hotel pillows, and I would have felt very guilty if you were still in your house and I had been uh, oh, saying no, unpleasant been... things about the pillows. <laughs> They're kind of ugly colored. Hey, Jessica, <laughs> tell me about the move really quick. And I'm not bringing, I'm not a drama star. Yeah, no, I it, it's not. About the move. What made yeah. you want to go to Vegas? So, um, you know, um, it, it's long and short. Um, I've struggled with a back injury for many years of my life. I got in a car accident as a young kid, and it's just something I've always struggled with. Um, I broke 
T3 and T4, which is thoracic. So basically that's like right through the middle of your chest, which is a lot of times causes paraplegic style injuries. And long time, you, you don't ever have feeling fully back. So I've struggled with that my entire life. Um, right after I made my returning fight to um, 25 is just kind of when things really started to transition. Marcus has always been like a father figure to me. There's been no, you know, shying of understanding that me and my dad have had a lot of problems and he's now passed. But Marcus has always kind of taken that role in my life. Um, and when things weren't really going our way as a good man, you know, he pushed me to try to find other things. You know, you're a pretty girl, Jess, you can do a million other things. Like your back has been really bad and you know, maybe there's trying to try other things. Um, really wasn't what I wanted. The banner or the flyweight division came up and I was like, Marcus, the flyweight division's here. Let's go run this back. Right? Like no more four fight skids. Cause you know, at that point, I was on a four fight skid and you know, we weren't sure if I was going to get cut. So, you know, that was a lot, you know, I think sometimes people don't realize how much you as a coach go through things, you know, Marcus has known me since I was a little girl and our young teenager that when things started to go sour for me, those tears and all that pain, he just, as, as a normal person who loves somebody would say, Hey, let's get away from that. Right. That's not good for you anymore. And four fights losing in Cleveland, you know, Stipe's career was really taking off. That's when Francis and the DC trilogy was happening. Um, and I felt like a lot of focus wasn't getting put on me the way that I wanted it. And, um, so moving forward from, from that, there was a little bit of disagreements in there. Um, but I just said, you know, maybe it's time that I just go. Maybe it's time I go to the PI. You guys can support me from a distance. Well, our friendships will always be there. Um, maybe they'll heal after the kind of um, the feeling of disloyalty kind of goes away um, and realize that like I'm doing something better for myself. Well, in the midst of that move was um, right after I fought uh, Caitlin Kujigan, um in Canada was when I finally made that decision to fully move. We'd been struggling still with the back injury. My coaches were still coaching. Marcus still was letting everybody coach me. And even though he wasn't in my corner, anymore because he wasn't agreeing with some of my life decisions I think long and short he didn't want me to fight anymore you know he wanted me to go on with my life be happy and and, in a positive way I know that doesn't sound right but I think that the loving instinct in him got sick of seeing me hurt and sad because I wasn't winning fights and it was destroying me as a person so it was like ruining other things in my life because I wasn't winning right I think you can understand that when you lose sometimes you just like, all of a sudden, you just like, you're mean to your life. You're mean to everybody around you. You're just not happy. You don't feel yeah. like you. And I started kind of being that person. But then when we started winning, like that, that smiling, the happy, the like ability to now deal with loss, deal with rejection, like became so much better. I, I became more of a woman. You know, I, I started fighting when I was 20 years old. I'm 33 now. I'm a completely different person. And even over the past couple of years, so I made the decision. I was like, look, I, I know this is kind of messing with our team. Stipe's got big fights coming up. I, you know, I love all you guys. How about this? I'll just leave. You guys support me from a distance. I, I, I'm leaving. I left for Las Vegas. And in the midst of leaving for Las Vegas, I, um, I re-hurt my back going into the Shemchenko fight. Ended up having six herniations. I had two herniations, two bulges, two evulsions, and finding out we had spinal stenosis in my lower back. What is spinal stenosis? L- it's narrowing of the nerve pathway. So basically, I don't have as much feeling in my lower back as what other people would have. So those nerve endings, those things that tell you like sprawl or shoot fast or like that, had started to really just get really bad and it wasn't being treated. I wasn't treating it. I mean, Jessica, just to interrupt you, is that from your accident or is that like a a thing that just is the way your back is built? So, well, well that, that's what happens. Just, just like anything, you know, if you, if you blow out your knee, your chances of blowing out your other ACLs goes up. It's my, my spine was damaged at a young age. So it's just continuously gotten worse in different ways you know what I mean and it did for a couple years there I think being up at Bantamweight wasn't the best part of me I put on a lot of really crappy weight because I was like oh I'm moving up a weight class I can eat what I want Mm -hmm. and I think that encouraged 
the stenosis to get worse and it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. And, you know, I was just doing injection after injection after injection, trying therapies, trying different things and nothing really, really worked. So we were moving a dresser into the pod when, um, my back, I like tweaked it and I was like, Oh my God. And ever all the guys were like, you aren't supposed to be helping move. Like we have the title fight. Like, what are you doing? And I'm just, my personality is just a doer. I want to help. I want to be involved always. I always want to be a part of something that belongs to me. So we show up to Vegas in February and the fight is in June. And, you know, obviously, um, oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Um, obviously, um, the fight's in June at that point, And the PI just goes into overtime, you know, trying to help me. I then now... Eric Nixick was a good friend of Bobby Khalil, my old strength coach. And Eric knew strong style. He, there, there's no beef with those guys. They wanted me to go there. You know what I mean? They wanted Eric to kind of take it over. So um, it was just a lot, guys. It was yeah. new coaches. You know, my brother moved with me. My jiu-jitsu coach moved with me. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So who's so we, in your I, corner? So Eric Nixick is my head is, is the head guy. Darren Branch is a black belt under the Gracie family. Um, he's um, the second. And then my brother is the third. And my little wrestling coach, who's been like, he like inspired me. This little wrestler, he's fucking 23 years old. Like NCAA wrestlers have completely inspired me. Those, they like, they have the mindset of killers. Like they, they train every day just to do it. Right. Like, yeah. and I've been able to have that mentality and they make no money. And I get to spend some time in the wrestling room with some college wrestlers and really kind of understand them. And I just love having the kid around, man. He went with me to Singapore um, with my other coach um, when we fought um, Jesse Jess and it like that, like demeanor, the demeanor in the corner, just like he encourages me to take smart shots. You know what I mean? And that's why people have gotten to see me wrestle. I mean, and gotten to see some of those beautiful takedowns. Now, at the, in the PI, in the PI, are you working like massaging your back, getting all things done? I mean, are you taking advantage of that? So yes, I literally work. So um, it's been really great. Like it's empowering. Like I, I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a very to myself kind of girl. So going to the PI was like super letting my guard down. Right, like here I am training next to JoJo, Valentina's upstairs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all these girls are right there. But I, I remember meeting with Bo Sandoval and Forrest Griffin when I first moved there and it, explaining myself, being like, you know, you know why fighters don't like you? Like, we feel like you're never for us. And, and we're in a loyalty sport. So how am I ever going to know if I'm for you? And they literally, like, sat me down and Bo Sandoval, and who is my head strength coach, and I thank him and Heather for everything. Dude, they have completely rebuilt me. Wait till you guys see me away and you're going to be like, dude <laughs> – what the hell? They like pump Jessica full of super juice. Um, <laughs> but they, so we got her on a program every single day. It became about true regimen. My, there were numbers that were set down. There were things that were like that, but Bo, the, what Bo said to me, he goes, Jessica, you're in a sport that has no secrets. There's no secrets in this sport. I'm not, our job is to help each one of you. We are not like, I have to trust that they're not going to tell myself. And if they do, what are you going to do? You're going to tell her that I'm strong as fuck. You're going to tell her that I'm good. You're going to tell people that I, I have a bad back. I've already embraced that. I've told people. So yeah. because of that, like style of way they approached me allowed me to really let my wall down and let all my inhibitions down and just be like, Hey, you know, I'll let these people guide me. This is their job. They're here to help us. Right. If you sit there and you sit there and say, hey, I'm not going to let these people help me who are extremely educated just because they might be helping my opponent. Like I can say, first and foremost, they have never told me anybody else's information. They have never said anything that was out of means. And I've also never put them in a position where they felt like they had to tell me something or I had to tell them something. It's business as usual. And, you know, that's I don't know. It, it, it It's definitely weird. I'm a Midwest chick. I'm super like. I don't, I don't like sharing. <laughs> so it's been a challenge. It's definitely been a challenge, but I, I embrace it. When, when your, your coach is saying to you like, Hey, 
you've been hurt, you've taken some losses, I want you to be happy, you should think about doing something else. Are, are you feeling when that's happening, like, hey, this person doesn't believe in me? Are you, are you taking it like, hey, this person doesn't believe in me? Or how are you t- interpreting that when it's being said to you? You know, considering, yeah, I did. I, I, I feel like at times, you know, the, the, there's more to the story that not, none of you guys will really want to know. It just is a bunch of drama that'll make you look like drama starters. But I, I see now, compared to when it happened over a year and a half ago, because it actually started to happen right before Stipe fought DC the first time. Um, that's, that's when I left. That's when the, the argument officially happened. I can look back now and say, you know, I, I miss, I miss them at times. I miss Marcus. I miss, I miss things about him. I I'm so thankful for what he's done for me. And I can see now from the young girl that walked into his gym to the woman that he just wanted me to be happy. And I could see that. And I hope he sees how happy I am now. And he, and the whole team does, you know what I mean? Like I still hear from them sporadically, you know, and, and it feels good when I hear from them and I answer, you know, like I'm not, I'm not sitting there trying to fight this with hate. Let's, they, they know me too well. My childhood was too, too defeating and too hated that I, I don't want to live that person anymore. I don't, I don't have any quarrels with anybody. This is yeah. business. I'm a mean-hearted person because I like to win and I'm in a fight sport. So I can see it now looking back. You know, when you get so mad and you're in things, you just don't see things clearly. Like after you get time to think about stuff, you know, the loss of Shemchenko, um, you know, was, was hard, you know, like we, we waited for that moment. Those guys for 13 and a half years built me up to that person, you know, to, to get to that, to not have them there to be with new teams to, it it was emotional. And it was like, maybe it happened on purpose. You know, I try to find the hindsight in anything and boy, do I feel like a better person now to this day as an athlete, as a person, as the way I perceive life, way I perceive fighting the way I perceived nutrition from missing weight last time to even now, like maybe mistakes make me better. And that's, that's my story. And, and I can't, I hope that other people can realize that we don't all have to fit into the same mold as the next person next to us. We all have to adjust to each other. You know, like how I talk to you isn't going to be how I talk to someone else that that be because of the situation. You have to be a good read of, of what those things are. Well, listen, styles make fights. This, you're the main event versus yeah. uh, Cynthia Calvillo. And Cynthia Calvillo, is, I, this is what I like about this fight. There's not going to be much dancing around. You guys are both, you, both of you are aggressive fighters. Because mm-hmm. I love watching you fight. You're a pit bull. But so is <laughs> Cynthia. Cynthia goes right, goes for it. There's, no, there's a reason why this is a main event. There's no way this is going to be a boring fight. This is not. No, it's not. I mean, give us, give us women a chance. You know what I mean? Like, we're just as scrappy. I think we're still in that transitional time where guys are just used to seeing male made events and that's okay. You know what I mean? That doesn't like we, we, as we, as women in this sport, like you gotta, we gotta prove ourselves a little bit. And I like that chip on my shoulder. I like to prove myself. I like to come out there and feel like the underdog. I love that. It's, it's never been anything that I've ever not shied away from. Isn't this two main events in a row uh, that are are, are are women headline? Like you had um, yeah, Nunez yeah. and uh, I, I j- just beat, um, oh my God, Jesus Christ. Uh, Spencer. Uh, Felicia Spencer. Spencer. And, uh, yeah. and, and then yourself and, and Cynthia. So it's two in a row. And, and I love the fact that they're doing that too because you know, at first anything new is hard to take. But then when you start, like, like some of the most exciting moments I've had watching UFC. I mean, you know, when Amanda Nunez is knocking out cyborg i'm not thinking oh these are women i'm just like this is fucking an incredible fight so i think it's great that they're uh they have you guys headlining and wasn't this kind of a short notice thing yeah it totally was short notice you know and and to go back on it the more that guys like yourself you know media outlets and that encourage it you know like it's gonna it's gonna gather the people they'll start following you so the more that people embrace it and the more that people like talk about it in a positive light people will follow behind so I, I see this as just the beginning, but as a sh- short notice fight, yeah, it totally is. So I had actually been offered a fight for Florida against Valentina Shincheco's sister, um, the one that Caitlin actually fought. Um, Antonina, in Florida. Antonina. Yeah. I hate this yeah. call for the sister. It sounds so disgusting. Weren't there two know, 10 8 rounds I, in that? Not you, Jessica. Antonina. Is that, how do you we still, got, how we do you got say shit for that. Antonina yes. Shevchenko, yeah. Yeah, Antonina Shemchenko. I, I never want I do I butcher people's names. I, I can barely enunciate Trust. words on a regular basis. 
Yeah, let alone to do, trust <laughs> so but yes um auntie whatever auntie, auntie. <laughs> we'll call it we'll call her auntie auntie they actually offered me to fight her on two weeks notice and i um normally at, at 25 when i've been in camp right so like i post this missing weight in december we were like hey we're not missing we're gonna stay low we're gonna walk around we're gonna fix a couple things you know like we're gonna um take some more data that we have so we started fixing stuff but then quarantine happened, right? Like freaking quarantine happened. In the first two weeks of quarantine, I live with two boys and literally they eat like boys. So like here I am like, oh, first two weeks of quarantine, like screw it. I've been super light. I'm walking around at 140. I had had elbow surgery um, back in February um, right after the fight and I had like stayed in shape. I'm like, eh, we can have a couple boba teas. We can have some katsu chicken fried so and then all of a sudden like i'm like oh god i'm 150 shit and then <laughs> at that time that's when i started i got my mats from zebra i got my entire garage done like we were kind of in the midst of waiting that all my weights had been delivered my bars kettlebells everything was getting delivered to have like a full like it's about 600 square feet is my little gym garage that i have and i just got a sauna in it too um not an infrared but a real rock sauna so I was like, man, I'm waiting for all these things to kind of start happening. But I was being lazy. You know what I mean about things? Like I kind of vacationed for two weeks. And all of a sudden then they call and I'm like, dang it, dude, I'm not ready. And I didn't like that feeling, right? Like I didn't like that feeling of not being ready because I had already been texting Mick like, hey, dude, what's, what's up with Shemchenko and uh, Jojo? Like you need me as a side? Like can I squeeze in there? Like I know if Viviani had beat me, they would have given Viviani a shot. So Mick hadn't been really like giving me a no. And I know Mick like, so if he's not telling me no, it's, it's not a no. You know what I mean? Like usually if it's no, it's no, I'm not hearing anything. Then there's a possibility. So then they offer me the fight with her on two weeks notice. I'm like, dude, I can't make 25 on two weeks notice from 150. So then I, um, I call, I hit up Chael. I'm like, Chael, can I do one of your submission undergrounds in May? Can I do one of those ones really quick? You know, it'll help me like, motivate me i've already been grappling and everything and chill's like well i don't have anything but i have something june 21st i'm like dope let's do it sign me up i don't care who she is what weight let's grapple let's have fun let's let's stay active so then i text mick i'm like hey since we're not taking that fight you know i'm gonna do a grappling match on the 21st i know you guys are coming here in june i'd already been in touch with the pi being like hey let's get my nutrition down let's like really start nailing some stuff down. And then um, it was sure as crap. I texted him. I said, hey, I'm signing. I'm signing this deal for the 21st. You don't have me, right? I hear nothing from him. Literally a week later, he was like, he calls, he calls, yeah, yeah, he calls me. I'm napping or something. And then he calls Eric. And like Eric starts blowing my phone up. And he's like, I finally pick up. I'm like, hello? He's like, Jessica, Cynthia Cavello main event, June 13th. And I was like, what like and i'm sleeping so i was like what? wait a minute what who she's coming up in at the where in the apex or florida and he's like apex i'm like okay let me get up let me let me like literally i get up go to my brother's room and i'm like hey they want me to main event that he's napping in the other room i'm like hey they want me to fight cynthia calvillo main event and he was like fuck yeah dude just do it and then roll back over and i literally text back and i was like yeah Sure, let's go. Let's do it. So your brother went right back to napping then. He said, Literally okay. went right back to napping. Oh, Literally went right back to napping. Let's roll over. She told him, Jimmy, she told her brother she's main eventing. And I thought he'd jump up and be like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, take it. And he rolls back over. What the fuck? <laughs> when he weird. woke up, he like got him out of the bed like five minutes later with this big old, like he always pokes his belly out. And he was like, dude, you're going to murk this. <laughs> yes. And I was like, so I should do it, right? And I was like, it's three weeks. We've never done this. So they're like, Jess, you're in shape. You've been busting your ass. Like during the quarantine, after that first two weeks, like I started to realize my vices that I use in life that make me happy and keep me from going to like emotionally dark places, like doubt, like not liking what I look like in the mirror, like all these things that start to come is, is fitness. Fitness is my vice. MMA is my vice. Like it's, it's what keeps me sane, right? Like, the competition helps, but the, just the, the regimen, right? Like if I don't have a regimen, I lose, I lose my sense of life. So like 
after that two week time, my math and everything got there. We had already started training two a days. I was 10 o'clock with strength and conditioning. Seven o'clock was, was Brazilian jujitsu. And I set up a schedule for myself. So in that time, like the guys were like, dude, you're so nuts. Like you've been doing this for weeks. Like, so to get where we are now, you know, three weeks since the fight had been offered from six weeks from the time my mats, you know, here we are almost eight, nine weeks. And I feel like I've been in the camp. I really have. I mean, Steve, uh, uh, Francis and Eric were getting ready at the same time for a fight. So I was getting mitt work. I was going into extreme on that uh, and the hidden times, you know, like, and getting my mitt work in. So, so I was getting my mitt work in. I was getting my Brazilian jiu-jitsu at home every single day because we were going to do a submission underground against a black belt. And I'm more scared of the girl I'm going up against in the black belt competition. <laughs> those black belts are scary than, than I am for this. Like it allowed me to really work on my ground game and, and do things like that. We already know striking is who I am. I'd love to take this fight to the ground. You know, I'd, I'd love to show you. them how good I am. I've seen you grapple before when you visit New York, you've been at my academy, academy many times and let me tell you, for someone who loves the striking, you're not one. Uh, you're not one dimensional because you are dangerous on the ground. I know first. It's been really. It's really been fun because you know my coach when I when I made the decision to leave right like Cleveland. One of the things was Jenny from over with Ray. Um, yeah, Jenny has been Miguel. a long time friend of mine. Jenny Jenny's the reason I I come up there, and I text Jenny and I was like, man, Jenny. I like really love Matt. I love Matt's style of coaching. I love your energy. Like that to me, like I don't do well with that. Like rah, 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 rah. I do well with that. Like, yeah, let's go. Is that, my, is that an impersonation of me? Is she a good impersonation of you. <laughs> yeah, because my jujitsu coach, like Darren will be like, yes, bitch. Yes. <laughs> I do well with that. So you like, Darren, my jujitsu coach reminds me so much of you. Like Matt, if I if I could find since the day I came up there, you have completely inspired me. You have a great coaching style, oh, um, so and that I I love that energy. To me, I like feed off of that kind of energy. Uh, yeah, you know, like it. That's what you want. It, it like it like makes me want to like squeeze my fist and to squeeze people. So like that that has been such an awesome thing for me, and I've really embraced it, even in this quarantine time. Like. Darren uh, has just spent so much time with me. We fixed so many cool, like, I put the gi on more this time. Like, Ooh. I did things that, you know, like, I, I didn't normally do. And maybe it was because we were training in our gym in our house. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I had no inhibitions. Like, I wasn't scared of anything. Like, nobody could see me. And I could, like, I could mess up and not feel like someone was looking at me going, oh, you should have seen her mess up. She sucks. Like, I was totally ready to make mistakes and fix them. You know what's good? You seem, it seems like you're, it's like new and exciting for you, everything. Which, I don't, did you ever leave the Midwest? Is this your first time living elsewhere? Well, that's <laughs> yes, shit, dude. man. This is exciting. Hey, listen, there's rumors. I don't know if he let it out of the bag yet. I think Aljo might be moving too. I don't want to, if he didn't say it. No, so Aljo, when he came the last time, so I, I you guys, I love the New Yorkers, dude. If I'm lucky enough, I'll marry a New York man. I love you guys. You're <laughs> if great. You guys have been if like lucky yeah. enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I love you guys. And Aldo, when he came out here, um, right after I think his wrist surgery, like we came, we were drinking all white claws with my brother and everything. Like we're all hanging out, and I'm like, dude, like if those guys love you and support you, they'll see the benefit to some of these things that the PI has to offer. You know what I mean? Like. There are a lot of great offerings. And to really fix our body, it really does there. And Aljo had said that. I said, man, you know you got us. We're your, we got your back. You know, I'm, I'm a Midwest girl. I got your back. Whatever I can do to help with you and, and all of your people. So I've gotten to see Al, yeah. um, Al at, the, at the PI and, yeah. and his hair. So I know everybody. <laughs> well, Jessica, we have, um, we have to wrap because we have Cynthia uh, Calvillo next. We have her Ooh. actually. She's ready. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're talking to both of you guys today. And before we go, I, I want to say, first of all, how you're a very good writer. And uh, I, I read that piece you wrote, and it was so compelling. So if anybody wants to learn about you, where can they go to find that great piece you wrote about your life? It's actually on my IG page. You can click on the Players' Tribune article. 
um, it's a small part of my life and gives maybe people a little bit better of an understanding of what I come from and a where perspective. I come from. Yeah, it was really great. Um, and it's great talking to you and, and good luck this, uh, this Saturday night in the main event. All right, Jessica, oh, all baby. our best. I will talk to you again. You. Yeah, she's great. And, and, and what she wrote was so interesting. And, uh, and, and again, she's a good writer. She didn't just she's give always, the information. It was really well-written and, and an easy read. She's always been fun. And yeah. for coaches, listen, I don't know what's going on there, but from my point of view, like Aljo, if Aljo plans on moving to Vegas, which I heard he might be wanting to do, uh, personally, nothing to do with fighting him. I'm going to fucking miss him. That's why that's yeah. I would, it would be more about that than anything to do with the fighting, but he has to do what's best for him. And I support anything. He does Being in Vegas. Yeah, I, it might well, help. Listen, him. I, I love him like a, like a brother slash nephew. I'm a little bit older. Sure. You know, Much maybe not older, but like a son. Well, the well, Jimmy, like a nephew. I don't, I wouldn't say a son. That works out. What, I, works what, out. I had him at 15. Yeah. I'm 15. Very promiscuous. No, <laughs> <laughs> You're a very promiscuous boy, Matt. I was a little perv. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Cynthia, I feel like I haven't seen you forever. How are you? I used to, I'm always running into you and at, at, at all the events and everything. It feels yeah. like it's been a long time. Yeah, I think because my last fight, you were actually not able to do the UFC unfiltered. You went to like Disney World or something with your family. So, <laughs> That's probably uh, right. I'm yeah, there a lot. Yeah. So I'm, it was me and who else? Was I, was I with somebody when I talked to you? You were. I think it was uh, another woman. I forget her name. Oh, uh, Phoenix Carnival. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The, po the point is that Cynthia was upset that I wasn't there, but I'm here now. Yes, Matt is here now. Let's and catch she up. You're in the main event, Cynthia. I am so psyched. And what a dance partner you have with Thank Jessica you. Evil Eye, two aggressive fighters that... You know, there's a reason why this is the main event. I, 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 I don't see either one of you taking a, a backward step. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for this fight, um, especially for me moving up a weight class. I feel like there's definitely going to be a little bit more aggressiveness. You know, I'm not going to be worried about, you know, the weight cut hurting me. So I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm finally at the weight class I belong. And, you know, no better way than to come after the number one contender as I make my flyweight debut. Yeah, we were just talking to her. She seems, uh, she's also very happy. We were talking about, too, the state of, like, women's MMA. And, uh, I mean, I just realized as we were talking, this is the second main event in a row uh, with uh, Amanda and Felicia Spencer. And now uh, you guys fight. And, and you have to love, because the more popular that gets, the more fight opportunities you're going to have. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it's great. I mean, you know, it's crazy times right now. And I feel like this is like us just being a part of history, you know, the UFC being the only sport going on right now. And like, yep. um, it's, it's just amazing. It's a pleasure. Honestly, like I was not expecting it, but when the opportunity came, I was like, let's go. I mean, that's, that's the way it is within the fight business, you know, an opportunity presents itself. You got to take it. And this was just something I, I was just mad. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like I hit the lottery a little bit, especially because, you know, I had a little bit of, you know, I had some trouble my last fight. I, I got, you know, in this weight and I got a draw. So I'm like, man, you know, how are they going to give me something, opportunity like that? But sometimes, you know, if you don't ask, you know, you ain't going to get it. So uh, that's what I ended up doing and, and, and I got it. So I'm happy. I'm how much did you miss weight by? How much was it? Uh, by four and a half pounds. 
Now, what, 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 at what point, like when you're going through a weight cut, like is there a point where you're like, it's just not going to happen? Like, like how far before the actual weigh-ins you're like, I can't do it or it won't, I just can't get there? Well, I think it was after a couple hours. Uh, we just could not sweat, like at all, nothing. They were doing everything we could. You know, we had Charles from the PI and then had my coaches and we were doing our best, but it was just a lot of things out of our control. It was, unfortunately, you know, a lot of women are, do struggle with that. It's like that time of the month. You know, and I did get that. And then on top of that, I was, I had just gone over like uh, a staph infection and um, it was, it was just like really bad timing with everything. And it just kind of like, I was like, I don't know, my body didn't feel good. So I was like, I got to move up because in case things this, like this happen, I don't want to risk it. I'm tired. I don't, it looks unprofessional. And I feel like me being at flyweight, if things like that happen, I can still make the weight. So yeah, um, no, but no, that was the first time you ever missed weight, correct? No. Oh shit, my bad. No, no, no. It <laughs> I was actually... negative shit. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You know, it's just but that's the, the ultimately what the decision was to go up to flyweight, you know. Um when I got into the UFC, there was no flyweight division. It was only strawweight division. And you know, the goal for us fighters is you know get get into the UFC, whatever by any means, you know. Yeah. So I would kill myself every single time I made the strawweight division, but I never experienced getting my period at during that time. And as I'm older, yeah. as I'm older you know, it's way worse. The symptoms are way worse, you know? So, um, I just, my body is just not, you know, it's not going there. Like it's hard to make that weight. I went to go do body composition at the EFCPI, um, this last time after, and I have gained a lot of muscle since before when I got into the UFC. So I'm like, yeah, there, it was, it's just best for me to come up here, you know, to, to fly weight. I never thought about somebody's period being a problem with a weight cut, but I guess it can be right. It's, it's just, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, you retain water, you do a lot of, you get a lot of swelling, um, you know, and of course you, the hormones, the craziness and all that, but my body just shut down. It was crazy. It was just, uh, it happened to me twice. And after that, I was just like, cause I was like, we can prepare for it better next time. Maybe the wake up protocol that I did when I first got it, I didn't do it right. And then the second time I was like, all right, yeah, we, we can't do this anymore. You know, we got to go up um, to flyweight division. So that's why we, we decided, I think, I think it's it's a great move, you know. All of my uh, my fights, I started fighting at 135 when I was an amateur. Most of them are at 25. My first pro fight was at 125, and I slowly, little by little, started cutting because there was no flyweight division, and you know, wanting into UFC, so I did it. But now there is a flyweight division, and so uh, I've missing weight twice. I think it's yeah. a perfect move. <laughs> and where are you training now full time? What can, I know you were with Alpha Male. I don't know if you're with them anymore. Uh, yeah. Where are you training now? I'm at American Kickboxing Academy now. So I'm at a K now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a great gym, but yes. the only issue is it's like it was just, it closed down like maybe two, three weeks in, into me training, you know? Yeah. And so we didn't for a couple of weeks. So um, that was kind of hard because um, you don't get the same experience with having the whole team there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so this last couple of weeks, like even just getting adjusted there with my coaches, it was very these last two, three weeks have been like really small groups, you know, um, luckily Javier has allowed us to come in there, but we're only allowed, you know, our two coaches and like two training partners. So and, and tell me about the move now. Cause uh, Jessica, she moved from her longtime team, the strong style over in, uh, from the Midwest over there. She was with Steve A&M. Yeah. Uh, so she went to, to Vegas It's a new, new thing for her. Uh, what made you move from alpha male to uh, AKA? I would say, I mean, a lot of things changed throughout the year. I was there at Team Alpha Male for five, six years. The, the coaching kind of switched up, and um, it just kind of got weird. I think there was – everybody was just kind of – I felt like – I like I felt like my parents were going through a divorce, you know, when the coaches were fighting each other. So I tried to stick it out, you know, after a while, but I felt like I was just in the middle of it, and I just mm. – the vibes were just not great. And I was like, man, it's – it's really time to like, you know, maybe figure some things out. And, you know, I was home visiting uh, my parents. I was born and raised in San Jose and that's where AK is located. Um, so while, you know, anytime I go anywhere, I try to go train somewhere, you know, that's, that's what we do as athletes. So, you know, I went home and, uh, you know, I got to train and I was like, man, there's, there's actually really a lot of guys that are my size, you know, because at first, when I first started, AK was not probably the best place for me to go to because it's only big guys, you know, you have DC, yeah. Velasquez, like I'm not training with those guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now they had smaller guys and, you know, it felt great because I was actually back home with my family. I was gone for so many years and I didn't get to spend time with my parents and now it did. It just kind of felt right, you know, felt, felt, felt right to come back home. And I, I feel like a lot, a lot of, at first, 
when you, sorry, Matt, when you switch at teams like that, when you, now, it, what, what is the scary part? Telling your old team or do you have to ask the new team first and go, hey, I'd like to come here? Like, are you afraid they're going to go now? Nah, we don't have room for you? Or what, what is the scarier of those two things? I mean, I think I left Team Alpha Male before I even had another team to go to. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. So I had, I had left like last year in like March. And throughout that whole time, I didn't have like a, a real team, you know? Mm. Um, I had gone to Thailand, my last bike camp, to go train at Tiger Muay Thai. I was ah, there. Ah, yeah. Uh, it was, it's, it's awesome. But let's just say I got, you know, like I said, I was dealing with the staph infection and stuff like that. You can't fly out. Like it was just crazy. It was it just ended up having one of those like, you know, nightmares of like, you know, you go overseas and you get yeah. stuck. So that's what it felt like. But I couldn't, you know, I wasn't going to pull out. I needed a fight. So, um, you know, I just got to keep it kept that under, under wraps as far as like what I was going through through that whole fight camp. But it was a little bit of a nightmare. <laughs> but then, you know, so all those feelings and having like that bad like, like luck of like last year, leaving the team, going to Tiger, having not so great there. And then I'm like, okay, mom and dad, I need, you know, coming home. And then, uh-huh. you know, and then it's there. So I was just kind of like, you know, and, and so it just made sense. I, I went to AKA and uh, I, I talked to Hob. I was like, hey, Hob, um, you know, I haven't decided whether I'm going to go somewhere, exact, you know, where I'm going to go at first. I was like, but I would very much, you know, like to get a feel for this place and, <clears throat> just see how it goes and he's like yeah you're more than welcome you know whatever you need just let me know go ahead you know and you know then the pandemic hit and, and it's just been great they've actually um the coaches that i have been working there my new head coach ron kessler uh he's a, i don't know if you guys know him but he also fought um he's a previous like uh, mma fighter and he actually beat up war machine so that's why i i, I like him a little more you know there you go. oh that's nice um but he's Man, they've been great. They've been doing the best that they could in this pandemic to to make sure that I get everything that I need to be prepared. So, um, yeah, so that's, you know, we're just going with the flow. We're, we're just going it, taking it day by day. But I think I'm going to be there for a while. Do you have any nerves at the main event? Um, nah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, that, that obviously the more concerned thing that I would have is, like, that it's a five-round. You right. know, not so much that it's the idea that it's, like, you know, say it didn't matter if it was a five-round prelim, you know. Obviously, that would be more concerning. Um. I think uh, especially because concerning of what's going on and maybe because there's no crowd, you know, I don't know how that's going to play into maybe the nerves will be a little bit less, but I mean, for the most part, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to just compete, you know, main event, no main event, you know, right. I've been like, I've already fought like co-main event and still kind of feel that like build up. Yeah. But I know it's nothing in comparison to like having a main event as far as how many applications you have. I, sure. It's probably less though because of the pandemic. So, um, but it's great, man. I'm excited. Yeah, you should be. You have a great co-main too. I mean, I mean, Roberson Vittori is, I mean, uh, again, those guys have such animosity. That's uh, sometimes you like a good a grudge match between two guys that really want to fight. So I think it's a great card and, uh, you know, you should be very happy. Cynthia, you're such a warrior. I always see you training. What do you like to do when you're not training? I hang out with my dog. I go paddle boarding. <laughs> I saw, I was going to bring up the paddle boring. I don't stalk your Instagram, but I saw you on there. That's when you're standing up and yeah. you're, I seen a clip. You ever seen a clip of the, a, a dude doing that and a dolphin comes and knocks him off? You ever seen that shit? Oh no. Oh, it's so no. much fun. I don't know why I brought that shit I up. thought you were going to talk about like those boxers. You know the, the, those, uh, they have like a rivalry. I forget their name. Um, shoots. But they, he, one guy, he kept going and messing with the other fighter. I forgot where he was from. He'd like find him at the, at, you know restaurant and go over there and mess with them and then one time he was paddle boarding he went and found him while he was paddle boarding took a boat and like made a bunch of waves and like is this just an mma fight guys no MMA? they were boxers oh that's it was, hysterical I forget i forget what it was but it was so funny they're documenting you know, this guy would just go out of his way to find the other guy just to met troll him like whatever he could so what do you, do? <laughs> you don't catch no waves with that thing you just walk over you just paddle yeah. around I, yeah, for sure. Some people can catch the waves if they're really good. Obviously, that was their, like they're good at surfing. I'm not really good at surfing, so um, yeah. I like paddleboard, more balancing work. You know? <laughs> it looks relaxing. It wasn't. Re- I did that thing one time on uh, on Dana White looking for a fight in the Arctic, yeah. in like in like Alaska. So I didn't oh. want to fall over, and the idiot I was with was trying to make me fall, and I was in a wet. I, I didn't look good in a wetsuit. It wasn't my thing, you know. But yeah. that is awesome. What do you watch? What are you? What are you streaming? Are you watch? Are you a a, a big TV person or no? Um, I'm watching no, Ozark. You know, <laughs> you love it, right, Matt? You love Ozark. I'm watching Ozark, man. I'm on the third season. It's oh, it's crazy. 
But go ahead. What are you watching? Surprisingly enough, I really don't really get into any of the, you know, series and stuff. Like, I'm, uh, I like to just kind of go do stuff. I really, yeah. I, I was little. I never really liked watching TV. I just wanted to go do stuff. I have so much energy and I'm just like, I got to go do stuff. Like, my, I have a, a very short attention span. So I might have. <laughs> Never been diagnosed with like ADD or something, you know. But yeah, well, me neither. But chances <laughs> yeah. are, I might. We have. know. Trust me, I've diagnosed Maddie has <laughs> ADD. Yeah. I feel kind of bored, you know, when people ask me like, "Hey, what are you watching?" You know, they ask me this stuff. I was like, honestly, I really don't. I, I don't really get into them. Like, I might get bored. I might watch like one or two episodes, and then I'm like, all right, I'm you out get of bored. You're done. Uh, wh- what age did you first getting into the got into the martial arts? What was your first discipline you got into? Uh, it was everything at the same time. I didn't start till I was 23. I didn't have any Whoa. background in any sport or anything. I was just... Get out of here. No, I was just like this depressed fat girl. That no. Went yes. You were a depressed fat girl? Yeah. And I, I can't see that. I'm a fat girl you know, at heart. I love food, you know? Um, but I'm a fatty it, too at heart. <laughs> and in person. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just, you know, it was one of those uh, times I think I'd like gone through a huge breakup. I was super depressed. You know, I felt like I was in a very controlled, uh, you know, environment before. And so now, I, like when I turned 23, I was like, man, I can finally go do stuff, you know, on my own. I feel like one time I tried to do a kickboxing class and the guy that I was with at the time, he got super jealous. And he's like, you can't do that. You're going to over there go talk to the guys. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. And I was just kind of dealt with it. In, in Mexican, like, communities and cultures, it's just different, you know, dudes are very controlling. You just kind of allow it. And then it wasn't until I was like, and plus, you know, you're young and dumb. You kind of just yeah. go with it. So when I was like 23, there was a gym about a block away. And I was like, man, I really want to try this. I've always liked it. I want to go, you know, Mexicans always want to throw hands. You know, we always yeah. want to, you know, go. So I was like, yeah, I think this will, you know, go take some frustration out. I went and I was like, holy crap. It was just kind of like, I walked in and I trained. I was like, this is what I was supposed to be doing all of my entire time, you know? I was like, I could only imagine where I'd be if I actually started this a lot earlier. But I was just, I was such a natural at it. I had my first fight a year later, got a knockout in the third round. I was hooked. I was like, all right, let's go. That was you only know? nine years ago. Yeah, nine years. Yeah, so I didn't start until, yeah, late. That's why, that is really wild. And no sports as a kid or anything. Mm-mm. Just played in the streets. <laughs> Yeah, and, and no no street fights or anything or no. Um, I think I had my first fight when I was like in fifth grade. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm and it's weird because it's like for whatever reason since that time I was like little I was I was obviously very competitive, very defensive. I never liked bullies, but I always I I always wanted a fair fight. You know, so back then, like especially where I grew up in the neighborhood, you know, girls were all, they wear rings and stuff. Yeah. And to go fight, like not me. I think I, I was like in an after-school program, and one of the like kids they were like both bad girls, and they're like, "Oh, I heard you call me a you know a B," and I was like, "No, I didn't call you a B, but what if I did?" You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go meet in the back of the cafeteria. I was like, "All right, let's go." I was a natural, you know, somehow we went at it. I ended up on top of her, mounted, and then I was just like, are you good? Like, I was fair. Like, are you good? I'll let you up. I'm not going to beat you up anymore. If you want to go out again, we can go, you know? And then that was the end of it. And then later on throughout life, life, you know, I was, I don't know. Sometimes they try to mess with me, and then as soon as I'd, like, back it up, they'd be like, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> so starting at 23 to really start training, does anybody back from knowing you when you were a kid – are they surprised? Are they shocked that you become yeah. UFC fighter, star, and main eventing? And or are they like, oh, I never seen this side of Cynthia? Or are people looking at that going, oh, that makes sense. She yeah, if I think I think that if they like knew me, they can always kind of tell. I think that once I got in a relationship later on, later on, like in high school, then yeah, I was different. I think uh, people that knew me before, when I was like in my early twenties, before I started fighting, would definitely say I'm a completely different person than I was back then. But I've always been feisty. I'm the baby of the family, so they'd spoil me. I was a little brat, you know. And so, How many siblings? Um, I have two older brothers and one older sister. Okay. And I guess the only thing that else that could have prepared me is when they'd use me as a rag doll for WWE because my brother <laughs> loves it. So he'd always, like, pick me up in big choke slams and stuff oh, like that's that. hysterical. And they would smack me around just to piss me off. So I guess they kind of prepared me a little bit. <laughs> well, look, um, this Saturday – you are main eventing against Jessica I. Congratulations. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy to see women's MMA doing so well. And I'm also uh, looking forward to this fight a lot. And like I said, you guys have a great uh, co-main. Um, so good luck this week. It's, uh, it's very exciting. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I cannot wait, man. I'm super excited, especially during this time, man. I thought we were going to be locked up for a long time. So Yeah, and the UFC is the one sport that's really uh, active, and uh, they're putting on uh, fights almost every week. So it's Love probably it. gaining a lot of Love new it. fans, and a lot of people who might not have watched before are watching now because other stuff is not on. So you're, you're, you're main eventing at a great time. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy times, man. Crazy times. Looking forward to it, Cynthia. Yeah, we'll talk to you on the other side, okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All on. right, Cynthia. Good talking to you. Take care, Cynthia. <laughs> Bye. Uh, we got to do our picks. It's gonna be a yes. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. That's gonna be a hell of a fight. Let's. Start, what do you want to start? I have a doctor's appointment, so we have to do them quickly. I have to go to the doctor. Let's go, Jimmy. What's wrong with you? No, no, nothing. It's just. Be, I'm embarrassed to say this. No, don't say it. I have extraordinarily large genitals, and they're saying that for health reasons, I have to have them made smaller. Any anyway. terrible joke. Fucking Jimmy, boo! I love you. <laughs> You're right, boo. boo. I know. Abbott and Cavillo and my genital jokes—they both neither one should be in the final <laughs> one, but they'll both make it. Let's go for the main event. This is a yes. very tough one, though. To... It's weird, dude. It's a weird one. I don't because... know who to take. I may have to go Cavillo by decision. Oh, man. Very tough. It is a tough one. But I mean, her her record in the UFC, she only lost she eight and one. She only it's, lost no, it's five and one. I just saw here, I think. Oh, in the UFC, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm her whole yeah, overall record. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the one here. So I mean, based on that, that she really only lost one fight. Um yeah. guys, who did she Esparza. lose to? Look that Esparza. shit up while we're looking. She lost to Carlos. Oh, Esparza, well, listen. Yeah. A decision. That, I'm gonna say Cynthia. Uh, Calvillo by decision also. Not okay. the carry, not to copy you. No, that's but a fair both, one. They're both durable, but based on the fact that she's only lost once, and uh, I, you know, I like both girls, yada yada. All right. Roberson against Marvin Vittoria, the co-main event. Now Listen. I now the the issue I'm guessing because Vittoria has fought at, what is I'm it? sorry, yes. He has fought at uh, middleweight and welterweight. And Roberson had, I guess, misweight because he has fought at light heavyweight. He fought Glover at light heavyweight. I'm going to go. I am going to take in this one, Roberson, by a second round stoppage. Oh, that's interesting, Jimmy. That's yeah. fucking interesting. Because guess mm -hmm. what? What? I'm taking the same thing, but by TKO. Second round. Oh, yeah, stoppage. Vittori. Same thing. We're taking the same thing. I said stoppage. Oh, no, stoppage. Oh, my bad. Okay. Same thing. Different guy going with Marvin. I love his fucking attitude, dude. He's not looking to make friends. No, He's I like not. him a lot. I like his attitude. I'm going with the Italian dream. Oh, you are? Okay, I'm taking Carl Roberson. No, I know. I'm doing the opposite. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm okay. taking the second round stoppage. Okay. Marvin. Yes. Let's keep it going. Now, not Rob uh, Dvalishvili. Yes. Against... Ray Borg. I got Marab. I'm not good. I'm saying Marab. I am taking, I'm going to take, um, I am going to take Marab. I'm going to take him, uh, by decision. Um, I'll tell you how I'll take him after, but I, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, I do. I think he could submit Borg. Yeah. Um, and do I want to amend this? Cause he's so, you know what? What? Marab. Oh, man. Second round submission. Ooh, Jimmy. I like that. Spicy. Okay. Well, I got Marab, and I'll tell you how another time. Okay. Let's go only because, you know. Oh, Andre Feely. Yep. They I'm a both big fan of him. Now, he's coming off a decision loss to uh, Sadiq Youssef. Uh, before that was the uh, first round knockout of Shaman Marais. Now, uh, uh, Jordan is coming off a, a win and a loss as well. They both, they both flip-flopped, you know, uh, whereas uh, uh, Charles won his last fight over uh, Duho Choi. <sighs> Third round stoppage, Feely. Feely's a beast, man. He's got a yes, lot of he is. He's got a lot of decisions that look very, very close and questionable. So I will take. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan, and it's not because the dude likes comic books. It has nothing, nothing to do with that. 
If it was close, that might push me to his direction. But he likes like, he likes that stuff, and I like his music. He does you that do. thing where he just says words and he gets angry. Yeah, he's like the blue green sky, <laughs> ah! the shit like that. I'm like, that's ah! right. And it's I like, like first of all, it's not like that at all, but it's it's something like that. Um, so I'm going with Andre Feely third round stoppage. Now let's. let's strike. Uh, I, I'm going to take Feely. Uh, I'm going to take him on. Uh, um, I'll, do I'll give him a second round stoppage again. <laughs> second round stoppage. Okay. I know I'm giving a lot of second round stoppages. Yeah, but, Jimmy. Uh, you no, you know what? Fuck it. Third round stoppage. That's my first thought. I'm going to take okay. third round. Oh, you didn't yeah, want to. You didn't want to copy me, but hey, dude, you get a little, little piggyback. Jump on my back, Jimmy. Now, Mark De La Rosa. Yes. Uh, has lost three state. I'm uh, sorry, three straight Ooh. fights. So you're saying he's due for a win? Well, uh, Jordan Espinosa has lost uh, two straight. So let me, let me just make sure that's correct. Uh, oh, he's also due for a win. That's always tough when both guys are coming off a multiple losses in a row. Yeah, he's lost two in a row. He got subbed by that Alex Perez, and that Alex Perez is... He got subbed twice in a row. just a calf kicker. Dude, first... Two first-round submissions in a row. Um, I don't see that happening again. Now, uh, Rosa has had a, his losses, a bit of TKO and a decision... <laughs> I'm going to give uh, Mark De La Rosa by decision over Jordan Espinosa. I think they're both desperate for a win. Sometimes that makes an extremely exciting fight, but these guys are light. Um, so I think it's going to be two guys moving uh, quickly. And, and again, I don't mean fighting safe, but I think also both trying to uh, fight against the loss as much as a win. So I'm going to take Mark De La Rosa by decision. All right. I'll do the opposite. I'm taking Jordan by decision. Okay. If you want to hurt me. Do I want to hurt you? Or I want to hug you. I said, no, no. Do you want to choose the opposite? Oh, okay. Jimmy, know what gets me sad on Wednesdays? We won't be talking until Monday. Oh, Jimmy. You feel, that means you feel the same way. Wait, what did you say? Did you say the, the, the great thing we, about Wednesdays? The, did you say the great Oh, sorry, miss. <laughs> Jimmy, come on, Jimmy. You know I'm a manly man, but that does hurt my feelings. Don't, I don't, don't mean even it. joke around like that. I don't mean it. I get emotional during quarantine. I'm very Listen, happy. Jimmy, I'm looking. Let's do a proper plug for the fights this weekend, please, because you're the man. Main event, Cynthia Calvillo against Jessica I. Uh, Marvin Vittori, of course, against Carl Roberson. Those guys were, I, 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 I think like Vittori is angry like than watching, Roberson. I like watching the fights at the Apex. I don't think it looks bad at all. I think it's cool. It's great. You know, um, Rob fighting against uh, Ray oh Borg. A very, very exciting fight. Dude. Oh, man. I'm looking forward to it. I really yeah. am. My Saturday night is planned, and I'm sure I'm going to sneak, uh, sneak in a FaceTime with you before then. Yes, we will definitely talk before then. You know, Jimmy? Yep. All right, buddy. Listen to everybody, to the UFC. Yes. Oh, shit. Hey, on Monday... You guys, write in some more questions because they've been writing in the questions. No, no, we're not giving them any fucking answers. I love those questions. So, yeah, please write in, and we will be happy to. If the producer comes to it, we will ask them. We've just been a little negligent in that, but we will do it. Ah, we, love all, we love our fans. We love the Unfiltered Army, Jimmy. The Unfiltered Army, yes, we do. Jimmy, I will talk to you later. Everybody, thank you so much. Yes. And, uh, goodbye, everyone. Enjoy thank the fights soon. this weekend. All right, Matt. Later, Jimmy. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.